Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Another week, another Shaq beef, another All-Star weekend, another list of snubs in. Wall Street sweating, John Wall getting set in. A whole new list of topics and with it, your only weekly companion. The Hashtag Wall is going to be a podcast, your favorite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. We are back at our shenanigans on a week where uh, KD and LeBron went at Shaq. The NBA family lost writer Seko Smith to COVID and uh, where an NBA coach called his own rookie point guard a turnover machine. Speaking of ball, I've got with me, as always, someone who insists on playing basketball at least once in every new country, someone who knows the rules to a short squeeze, and someone who's currently in Alexander the Great's birthplace. Vineet Devaya. Vineet, welcome back to the pod. Tell us some interesting things about Macedonia. <laughs> well, uh, the most interesting part is the statues. You know, there's just a ton of statues here. And uh, I think the food's quite good too, because it's got a lot of meat and like fresh vegetables. Yeah, I saw that photo of a steak. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Ooh, very nice, very nice. That's good. That's good. And then did you see the burger one? That's burger. Good. That was also with it, right? No, that was two different meals. That was two different meals. That's yeah, one was the steak was the lunch, and the burger was. The yeah. How, how do you like? Do you like your steak well done or medium rare or what is the deal? Uh, I like it uh, well done on the top and ideally a little medium. Sorry, medium well. Medium well. Okay. I, I remember one time I ordered medium rare in a, a restaurant in Pondicherry and they uh, they really in, India doesn't have a good steak. Messed it up. Yes. Really bad. I thought I thought he felt bad. Oh no, Gaumata, I don't want to. You know, like kill you so much. And it's like, but, but come on, man. <laughs> not in Pondicherry. Yeah, Pondicherry should have just serve fish, man. Like not beef. Let's not try too many things with Pondicherry. Yeah, it's a nice place. The Pondicherry is a nice place. We had a yes. promenade. Uh, we need the. What about uh, the happenings in your Wall Street? Your fav- favorite Wall Street is Wall Street one of your favorite streets? Yeah, sure. Uh, why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? You know, I hope that someday it is. You know, that means that I've, I've made so much money that I can afford to eat and walk on that street. Wow. That's, uh, at the same time. Yeah. At the same uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we, this whole short squeezing stuff. Well, yes, yes, exactly. I was going to ask you about that. What are your thoughts about it? Do you think power to the people is a movement you can back, or is this just a facade? Yeah. Or no, I think I think it's a good thing. I mean, uh, you know, things have to evolve. And always, you know, more competition is always good. Uh, the only only bad thing about this whole empowerment uh, is that a lot of smaller companies uh, like GameStop and uh, AMC, which is actually a big company, but now their valuation is small, uh, get screwed. Yeah. And obviously, the Robinhood traders or the, the kind of the retail traders, if you may, yeah, um, they don't have enough money to like move the stock market of like a Microsoft or a Google or you know even like a Zoom. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but smaller companies that are trying to survive, trying to do a good job, trying to get profitable, suddenly you you start screwing with your stock price. You know everything goes out of whack. The whole company is just screwed. Yeah, I mean. 
we we had this course in MBA, you know, it was called trading and they, uh, we formed a team of four and we invested, uh, I'm not going to say how much money we invested, let's say 100 rupees and we lost 80 rupees out of that 100 rupees, right? And we all went back with five rupees each. And uh, the horrible part was, that's when you realize that, you know, like you are more likely to lose money in the stock market yes. than make money. Like you as a retail to, investor, yes, exactly. Yeah. As a retail investor, you are going to lose money, and that money is going to go to the big investors, like all these hedge funds and all these yep. people who've yep. got the who've got the wherewithal to take a little bit of loss. But using that position, they can make more money. Like we had a professor yeah. like, if if your stock is going down, sell it and then buy it again. And I'm like, we don't have that much money, professor, to you know do that kind of stuff. And that's when you realize that. Like this is like a, the rich get rich. Uh, the rich get rich because the poor don't have enough uh, yes. information. Yes. They don't have enough uh, uh, insider trading, and we don't have any, like uh, the information comes to us after a while. And in that while, everything valuable has already happened. And if and the funny part, part, this is the funny part. Like let me finish this. This is the funny part. Is Robinhood mm -hmm. uh, gives information to the hedge funds before it actually does any kind of movement. So when you buy a stock, it's already it buy. Yeah. The buy first goes to a hedge fund. Uh -huh. And the hedge fund is, gets this gets this notification that these many people are buying. Mm -hmm. So they can already make a decision before you your decision actually goes through. Exactly. So it's just it's ridiculous it's like ridiculous. people don't understand. It's super rigged. The whole system is rigged. And you know I don't know if we discussed this, but like when the market crash happened, I put in a lot of money into the stock market. I took it out at a profit. Mm. So I made some money off it, but then I did another, another stupid mistake, which is uh, a, a conversation for some, <laughs> some other day. But it's not a really stupid mistake, but I did not account for Forex exchange. Okay. So uh, what happened is the dollar went really weak against the Euro. Mm. So uh, I put in money from Euro. So if I would have actually including the profits, if I took it back out, it would be almost the same money or I would lose some money off it. So it kind of just, it didn't make any sense. So, uh, if, if any of our listeners are listening, then, uh, I mean, I'm sure the listeners are listening. If any of our listeners are, uh, you know, have uh, got some money in the stock market, like, please don't do day trading. You keep it in for the long term. And, uh, if you yeah. and, and also people are like, kind of really, this last one year is, mm -hmm. has, has is a ridiculous ride oh. you know it, the, the stock market has not moved this much ever yeah so um, if this is not normal like people need to understand that like because what happens is that they just keeps waiting they keep waiting for the stock market to go up because that's what that's done right the stock market in july it fell down and went up and it fell down it went up and kept going up mm -hmm. and this is not normal and um, you know, the Robinhood traders think that they have enough money to move the entire market, which they don't. They probably can move a stock of a company, yeah. but they don't have that much money to move markets. Um, and the I mean, markets unless, they, are, unless, they, unless the short squeezes them and they lose all their money, that'll definitely make some waves in the market. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the big guys are going are gonna to come out because they know that it is overhyped. Uh, a crash is going to come. They're all going to get out of the market wait for everybody to lose the market, take everyone's money with them, and then again reinvest at the, at the bottom point. Yeah. Because they I mean, can. The, the, I, I think the rich are rich enough that they're like, 
okay, I will lose 2 billion. It's okay. It's all right for me. I'm going to yeah. make it back yeah. in a year or even in less than a year because I've yeah. got the information and information is uh, power. Information is money. And from improper or proper valuation of stocks, let's move to improper slash proper valuation of NBA stars because it's all star season beneath. Uh, I mean, first of all, like, you know, it's been a year since Kobe passed away. I, I mean, we've talked about it multiple times about how, you know, like we both were like, you know, oh God, this, this has definitely not happened. And I, I think that that was the last, uh, like, you know, major milestone. And after that, things have just gotten bad and bad and bad and bad and bad and bad. We ended 2020 and we are coming to 2021. Uh, yeah. Any reflections on this year? I mean, uh, I, I think Kobe's anniversary was a couple of, I think three days ago. Did, did, did that thought cross your mind that it was Kobe's anniversary? Or yeah, I mean, I mean, I, people would not let me, you know, we are in the basketball world. People won't stop talking about Kobe for everything. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, I think I think it was a gentle reminder that you know it's a year and uh, it's time to like, you know, just kind of move forward from whatever shit has gone and start making plans and hope nothing else crappy happens. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, we we've still not uh, you know like recovered from COVID, right? Like people are saying the vaccine is there, vaccine is there somewhere, the vaccines are working, not working, and yet the spread is still continuing on. And uh, yeah. we, we we lost uh, Sekou Smith, uh, one of my favorite writers on the NBA Hangtime blog back when the blog was active on the NBA.com website. Uh, yeah. You know, really nice, chubby sort of guy. You know, always a smile. He lost a lot of weight, though. Oh, okay, I okay that I have I did not know. But I mean, when he used to write, he was one of my favorite columnists along with David Aldrich. Like, uh, Shaq said that you know he always used to write positive things about everyone, which I didn't really you know care much about. But uh, always a person with a smile and Sekou Smith. It's it's. Uh, I mean, once you get you know engrossed in the NBA world, like these are names that you know that. These are names whose uh, work that you always follow, and uh, a little sad that you know he passed away. And he lost, yeah, also because it's COVID, right? That just kind of gives you a pause. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we'll move on to the all-star voting. Uh, we need five all-stars on the east, on the west, seven reserves on the east, on the west. Uh, we're gonna start off with uh, the Eastern Conference, because you know, as always, let's get the crap out of the way in the beginning itself. Sure. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give you my list. I've uh, thought about this list a lot. So here goes. <laughs> the Eastern Conference All-Stars. We'll, we'll put up uh, some people's faces here so that, you know, it looks pretty nice. Okay. All right. We're going to start with Joel Embiid, uh, MVP mm-hmm. candidate as of now, along with, uh, at least for me, along with uh, LeBron and uh, Jokic, uh, top three. Giannis Antetokounmpo. We cannot have an All-Star game without a two-time defending champion. Uh, Yanis Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant. Defending MVP. Defending what did I say? Oh, defending MVP, exactly. Defending MVP. He's not champion. But he will be soon, someday. Who knows? If they, outlaw, if they outlaw, if they outlaw three-pointers, then why not? Kevin Durant, back in the NBA. It's a great sight to you know see one of the top players back and uh, absolutely all-star pace he's been at. Uh, Neta, yeah. I think number two or number three in the East. Jalen Brown from the Celtics. Uh, like the hair alone should get an all-star nod, but I don't think that's happening. But I think he's cut his hair, so I'll take he's that. Cut his hair. And uh, finally, 
the final spot. It has to go to none other than the main man, Bradley Beal, the 40-point uh, losing machine. But uh, is I mean, otherwise, he, I, I think he's been absolutely killing it, apart from yeah. winning. Winning has been a little low, but scoring has been extremely high. So that's my starting five for the East. Vineet, what about you? Well, I mean, it is almost the same. Uh, it's um, Joel Embiid, uh, Giannis, Kevin Durant. Uh, who's the guard? Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, exactly. Ben Simmons. That's a, it's a pretty decent uh, starting, I mean, starting five. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Like, uh, yeah, Philadelphia is number one, right? On the East. They, they play there's, there's really not much much of uh, good players in the guard position in the guard in the yeah in front court position yeah, yeah, yeah. okay um, you want to do the reserves for the east yeah i can do that um, I, I i put the two paces okay uh, brogdon and sabonis um, um, i would put harden harden uh, put tatum tatum colin sexton colin sexton oh god Sex God. Uh, why not? Why not call it Sexton? Cleveland not? is number six. Uh, above Young New York boy. and above Cleveland, uh, above Atlanta. So mm-hmm. uh, James Harden. James Harden, you. And my last word goes to. Vucic. No, you already said James Harden. There's only five. Already said. Oh, yeah. then uh, Derek Rose and Vucic. Derek Rose and Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic, one of the most underrated bigs. He's a double-double machine, and uh, but yet nobody wants to rescue him from a team. Uh, I, I think he's pretty happy in, uh, you know, what's his place? Yeah, yeah I mean, pretty happy see, if, if if Orlando can be 8 and 11, I don't understand why Washington is 3 and 11. It just makes no sense to me. Like, you know, yeah. okay, I've anyway, played like, fewer games. To be 3 and 11 means that you're really trash. Like, as oh, a player also. Washington has played pretty trash. I mean, that's a new team also. Like, uh, I, I think that has to be given some sort of credence. But they, they really, they, they don't play much defense and they can't score much. So, it's like, how did you win three games? I know one of those games was the one where uh, Durant and Irving missed the missed the two, you know, winning jump shots. So oh, right, right, it could right, have been two and twelve, like for all, you know. And one game they won convincingly. I, I don't remember which their second victory was because I was following them. Then I realized that you know these guys are not playing uh, any sort of defense. They just like ah, okay. But Russell Westbrook is not even like showing up. Yeah, I mean he gets his numbers, but. I mean, without, without, his, no, without his scoring, without his scoring, yeah, he has to be 25 point scoring man. He can't. The team is not going to win if he scores 18 points and gets rebounds and you know. Do you think he's doing that just so that Bradley Beal gets out of Washington and like gets like a good deal and looks good on paper? Like because if Russell Westbrook starts playing really well, then it'll like. Yeah. I, I mean, know. why would he want to get? Well, he can. Bradley he can get. Out, he can right? get Bradley Beal out. Why not? That's what. He's done. He's done. He's gotten James Harden, Kevin Durant, Paul George, everybody out. I mean, James Harden uh, is, was still uh, there. Except for James Harden, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, mean, I, I mean, that makes absolutely no sense to me. I mean, it makes no sense. That's it. That's all I mean. It makes no sense. Moving on. I will, I will, I will give you my East uh, reserve team. It's the reserves. It's not the reserve team. It's the reserves. Uh, we start off with uh, young Ben Simmons, Australian might. We've got uh, James Harden. Uh, Trey Young, Jason Tatum, Nikola Vucevic, Sabonis, and uh, I could make up a mind between Julius Randle and Bam Adebayo. 
But I, I've decided to go with Julius Randle because Bam Adebayo was an all-star last year. And I think Julius Randle deserves to be an all-star this year. I think, I think we both, I mean, what about Zach Levine? Zach Levine, I, I don't think he can get it over Ben Simmons or Harden or Trey Young. I don't think he's better than any of those people. So that's why I didn't uh, get him. But don't you think, uh, don't you think Zach Levine may be better than Vucicic? Vucicic, no, no. Which was just more things. Zach Levine just scores. Which was just more things. That's why I feel he's better. I mean, it's a double-double machine, man. 24, I think, what, 24 points, 10, 11 rebounds or something like that. Yeah, that's good. Thing. Yeah, that's it. Zach Levine, I mean... Yeah. No, because Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade tweeted or on Instagram, I don't know where he said that. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne Wade, uh, yeah, that, that, that dude, he can tweet, but uh, I don't think so. I don't think that's all. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Moving, on West. Moving on to the West, the real conference. The real conference. And uh, yeah, uh, I'll give you my starters and I'll give you my reserve also. Then you can give me your starters and reserves. Or whatever. Okay, I'm going to go. It's uh, LeBron James, Legot, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Nikola Jokic, Donovan Mitchell, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Shea Gilgis Alexander is a homer pick, but uh, I'm not going to apologize for it because I think he's been playing very well. The Thunder are not playing great, but. They're not playing that horrible also. Like they could have easily decided we're gonna lose every they have, game. They have more wins than Washington. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, Houston also, I think. I'm not sure about Houston, but I think they have yeah. more than Houston. Yeah. Houston are on a four-win win streak, though, but uh, like uh, Thunder should not be winning any of the games, but they have won uh, enough games to be like, you know. Shekel and Alexander is my last uh, pick on that side. And on the reserve team, I've got uh, Steph Curry, Rudy Gobert, uh, Dame Lillard, obviously. And Luka Doncic, Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, and uh, Christian Wood. Christian Wood is again my uh, sleeper pick. I think it, it was between Christian Wood and Paul George. But Christian Wood is like uh, 24 points, 11 rebounds. And uh, PG is 23 points and, you know, something, something. So I thought Christian Wood should get the all-star nod. Nod. Nod for okay. the all-star. Mm. So for me, I think it is um, LeBron, Dubai, Jokic, Steph, Steph, and uh, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Yeah. I think I think Steph and Luka Doncic will win just because of the fan votes. I think Lu- right, Steph so. will win definitely because of the fan votes. Nobody. Yeah, so I, that's why I put this Alexander. Yeah. And then in the reserves, you have the two Western, the Utah boys. Utah boys. Uh, you have Anthony Davis, and I think Donovan Anthony Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell I, think, I think Anthony Davis will 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 take Jokic's spot anyways. That's what I feel. Um, I, I hope that doesn't happen, but it will happen. Probably it will happen. Yeah, happen. I hope that doesn't happen though. Uh, Anthony Davis. Um, Anthony Davis. Then I'm going to give Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, obviously. Uh, and uh, I'm going to change it. To Zion. Zion Williamson. You gotta the have Zion, pick. man. The surprise you have pick. to have Zion. You gotta have surprise Zion. Pick. Now the last one is between uh, Christian Wood uh, and uh, what's his name? Have Chris you thought Paul? about Demar Derozan? The your score five. I have. But I don't think anyone's going to vote for Demar Derozan. But that's like, okay. That's man. It's about your expression. Don't worry about the what the people think. No, I think I think that uh, maybe. I would have put Jamo rank, but he got injured, so I can't really put him there. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, Christian Wood. 
Christian Wood. Okay, Christian Wood rounds up the number seven spot in the East in the Western Conference for Vinny Devaya. We'll have all the faces here somewhere. So uh, hopefully you know, it makes sense. I mean, I, I I did not really think of Zion. I mean, I wanted Zion in the All Star game, but I, I don't think he's played that well. But I mean, they're last, no second last. Ah, last is uh, the great uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> well, can't really say anything. That that team is cursed, so it's okay. It's all right. You can't really fight curses. You can fight basketball people. You can't fight curses. That's not going to happen. Clippers. Yeah. Uh, we, we, which we, is we, why, which is why if Kawhi wins with the Clippers. Oh yeah, that's that's breaking curses. That's uh, transcending basketball and spirituality. We're going to yeah. go into a that is bringing game. that is bringing like championships with two teams that have never won a championship. Yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty historic. I wonder. I mean, I'm sure it's happened before, but no. I mean, I'm sure the first people who won championships won, won the first championships. No? Yeah, <laughs> it's technicality. It's right, <laughs> just the technicality. <laughs> fine print. Yeah, fine print. Uh, we we need. We we had our. Uh, uh, it's not a contest, really, but you know, we asked uh, our followers to share pics of their uh, uh, All Star team picks and uh, some of them obliged like, i think we got some six seven entries uh, i i think one I, I think was it tanmay who tanmay goel who had all all of these young links in the all star teams uh, he had uh, yeah, i think so mistaken let me just confirm boom oh, boom boom yes Tanmay Goel had Jokic, Ingram, Towns, Booker, and Gilgis Alexander. What a great pick that is. And Bradley Beal, D. Rose. Wow. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jeremy Grant, and Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward has played, I think, before. That's, that's a little weird pick, though. But uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, young talent on that team. I, I, I think, uh, uh, Vinit, what do you think about this radical idea that instead of having an East versus West, I had brought this uh, topic up uh, one time before on one of the previous episodes. I forgot which one it was. It had a guest on that I can't remember who it was. But uh, instead of having a East and a West, you could just have a an USA versus international for the All-Star game. What do you think about that? I think it's a great idea. I think East and West is pretty, you know, like non, it's not that meaningful anymore in 2020. People, yeah. Live, yeah. oh, but also, also, there is no east or west anymore. There is no east or west. I know that, that there is only yeah. like uh, what LeBron's it? team. Uh, LeBron, and, I mean, uh, yeah, it's going to be LeBron versus Giannis's team again. I, don't, I think it'll be maybe Joe Embiid. Yeah, I, 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 I do agree. I think it could be Embiid's team this time. But yeah, I mean, uh, it could just be that. But. Um, but then I, I guess it won't be, you know, you'll have to choose it separately. It won't be East versus West. You'll have to choose international players and this players. It seems a little weird. But yeah, weird. A little weird. Maybe in 2025, we'll have this idea. Because now I've put it in, out into the universe. The universe take care of it. We should have one of those teams. We should pick out one of those teams. They have the, uh, the rookies, the team world versus team USA, right? Yeah, that's what I think I told you last time is that they already have it. It's just called. They have it, but so. that's the rookie versus sophomore game reinvented. But then, reinvented. of course, there is no fan voting or anything of that sort. So I guess if you introduce that, then the fans, you know, you're just making the fans' job a little more tougher. 
Anyway, um, I'll tell you, uh, like, you know, my favorite team from the people who sent it over, I mean, it might get updated tomorrow or something, but uh, I, I think this team was, I, I felt this was the more, like, this is the, probably the most uh, balanced East versus West team. Uh, McHafiz, actually it's McHafiz. Uh, his team was uh, LeBron James, Leonard, Jokic, Steph Curry, and CP3. Mm-hmm. And on the on the west, uh, on the east, it was uh, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Durant, Antetokounmpo, and Embiid. I think it's pretty even these two teams. They've got two bigs, uh, great point guards, great scoring options, and you know, good defensively. I mean, decent defensively, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I somehow I feel like James Harden will, will make it to the All Star, the oh. All Star. Interesting. He has enough fans. So I think the, he'll get the, he'll definitely get the fan vote over Kyrie. Yeah, I don't think Kyrie's going to make it as a starter. Unless all yeah. three, do you think all three of them could make it as starters? Because Brooklyn yeah. is basically New York, right? So do you mm. think they'll all vote for it? Or are they like, no, I think Brooklyn, we don't give a shit about Brooklyn. Brooklyn yeah. is not really our people. Dude, New York is like, they are so like territorial about ah. who they are. Yeah. It's like you're a Long Island, you're Long Island. Long Island, Staten Island, uh, Coney Island, uh, yuck. Uh, which, which is the worst island? I don't know, I've never been to New York. I think it's Staten. Staten Island. We had this uh, thing about, you know, Shaq coming on and insulting Donovan Mitchell to his face. I don't know if it's an insult or anything, but he basically said that yeah. you're, not, you're not very good. Like you are at a level, but that's it. You're not very good. And the Donovan Mitchell being like, okay, that's it. I mean, he took, like he gave a very... Uh, decent response to that sort of a jibe. And then uh, next day, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, everyone is like jumping on Shaq saying, you know, all these old people, old ass people, uh, all they want to do is complain and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I mean, I can't find anything wrong with what Shaq said. Yeah, I didn't get it. I think it's just, you know, people I mean, want they, they play great. I mean, see, Utah right now, number one team, they win together, which is an advantage. I really feel that they've their core has been the same for a while. Oh. Oh, 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 all this. I'm not saying they're great. I'm just saying that they're playing well in the regular season and all of that. Oh, but oh, oh. has anyone ever been scared of facing the Utah Jazz apart from uh, OKC? Because they usually sweep, uh, Golden State sweeps them all the time. They really in the playoffs. Golden State sweeps everybody. Sweeps everybody. Who, exactly. not swept. So who, has, who is scared of facing Utah? Last time, they were 3-1 up on Denver Nuggets and they lost. What I'm saying, trying to say is, I understand that Shaq maybe should not have said that, but I mean, he didn't say anything wrong. Like, Donovan Mitchell has not taken that leap. So, what did you feel? Yeah. About? Oh, but what Shaq said, <laughs> right here. I just thought it was fine. You know, he just said that, you know, you, you have to still work hard to be a superstar. He didn't say that. He just said, you, you, you're, not, uh, you're not a superstar. That's it. He didn't even say... I expect you to be. You just said uh, you have not taken that leap and I want you to hear that. I think Shaq thinks that a lot of players uh, put a lot of weight on what he says, which is uh, probably not, not true. true. It's not true. Not true. It's, it's like, the thing is, so this is the one thing I've realized, right? Uh, uh, about Kobe. Is that like, Kobe doesn't say bad about any player. Have you heard Kobe say bad about any player? Except for yeah. Shaq. Smush, Smush Parker oh. and... Uh, okay, forget that. I'm saying good players. Like, oh, he's good. never, he doesn't... He doesn't talk about that stuff. Like mm. he's always like, and, and which is very weird because like you would consider Shaq to be the positive guy and Kobe to be, and, and people take Kobe's appreciation like as of his appreciation is 
you know, like uh, he gives it very, very infrequently, but actually it's the opposite. You know, he, he frequently appreciates players. He very rarely talks smack about a good player, you know, a decent player, mm. uh, which I find kind of like a, it's just a, you know, a salute to Kobe's marketing genius, right? Because yeah. I, I, I agree with that, 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 yeah. that was a marketing move. Like either it was a marketing move or he started doing it towards the end of his career where he's like, nobody's scared of me anymore. So yeah, I'm just going to yeah. speak about people. Yeah, I mean, and I think uh, Bill Simmons talks about this. It's like I think like he realized. I think Kobe realized his his thing is done. Yeah, and now it's time for him to like. Exactly, I, I think leave a legacy and be like you know I'm an accepting to you know do this, do that, and all that. Yeah, but uh, I think Shaq is a little bitter that you know people don't reach out to Shaq and be like you know because I I think no Shaq, see no this what I feel is what I feel is you know Kobe's gift to this NBA world could have been taught. Like Kobe could have taught people to think like him, work like him and all that. Shaq's main power, I don't think Shaq could have ever taught anyone to be as big as him, be as strong, be as nimble, be as quick, be as, you know, like, ah, I'm going to kill you. Like, you can't teach that to anybody. You either have it or you don't. So Shaq is not a great teacher. But Kobe could always have been a great teacher. Like, people would understand that, no, he is six foot six. He's not the toughest man. But there are there a are lot more six foot six guards in the NBA than there are seven foot uh, physical freaks in the NBA. So I, I think it's always like that. I, I think people appreciate Kobe because, or they want to be with Kobe because they're like, he can teach me something. Whereas Shaq could not have taught anyone anything. Like, you know, what Shaq had was hard work or like just that physical super imposing power, which I don't think you can teach anybody. That's fair. That's, that's a good point. I never thought of it that way. I just think in general, it's just like, I don't see Shaq as such a, you know, his advice is mostly to encourage people. You know. Shaq tells people to change their mentality. He's like, change your mentality, change your mentality. But Yeah, uh, be more aggressive. Yeah, know? be more and, aggressive. And I think he's right. You know, I think today's, today's players are a little, not as competitive. Like, I think that is the, the era that I watched was very, very competitive. Like Tim Duncan didn't say shit, but yeah, yeah. you know he wanted to kill you. Mm. Right? I mean, um, and same with Shaq and KG, know, KG, Dirk also. Like Dirk, like these guys. These like imagine this, right? Tim Duncan, like this. Tim Duncan was talking about the story that he had never talked to Dirk, mm. never, mm. except for like this one time when they went to an award ceremony. Think about it. You're playing against each other, same conference, same. Same position, you guard each other. Same position. Yeah. And you don't even talk to the two. Right? For all these years. Yeah. And here, we, nowadays people are like going, you know, partying, yeah, all this. Yeah. It's just like, I think it's a different mindset. And, yeah, it is. But, uh, uh, I mean, that's that's everyone. Is, it's not like, like back then, everyone was uh, like, ah, nowadays, everybody's like, ah. So, it's it's just a different era, right? Like, you can't, I mean, people play. Yeah, but I think that I think that's the, that's where that's when you lose that aggression, right? Ah. That's when you lose yeah, that, yeah. that yeah. wanting to just like dominate that other person, beat him. I give you an I give an example, right? When we play basketball, hmm. almost when I and you play basketball, I almost want to let you win or at least come close till you start talking, right? Then once you start talking, I get angry. 
but otherwise it's it's fine you know we're playing it it's fine i'm not getting angry at you it's like defeat you you know what i'm saying so when i never talk comes, and then at the end you're like oh i need to get him to talk and then you do some shit you're like you call some shitty ass foul and then i'm like this is not a foul and then you're like oh oh you're going to talk eh? and then that's I, I, that's what you do that's yeah that's my point and that's that was the whole point about the michael jordan documentary like he was so good that he would come up with some shit to get angry at and that's why you had that kind of like play you know even with shaq used to come up with excuses like oh yeah. david robinson fuck this guy yeah yeah came up with a story with his own. I don't think that exists anymore. And that's why you have uncompetitive games. And this is what I was talking with Karan also. It's like when you see the games today, they just don't seem competitive. Mm. It's not like people are competing. It's not like they want to win. You know, they want to get their three-pointer. They want to get their, you know, highlight. Do you think it has anything to do with how the game is being officiated nowadays? Like you can't... No, I, I don't think that's... I don't think that's what I think. I mean, a person does not want like, to get six what? fouls and get thrown out. Like he doesn't want to get two fouls in the first quarter and get thrown out. So he's not going to defend that well. You don't think? No, I don't think. I don't think there's, there's, that has nothing. It's not about defense, right? I'm not even talking about defense. Competitiveness. Like, But no competitiveness. what does competitiveness means? Like you have, you want to stop the other guy, right, from scoring. You want to make sure that yeah. they get a little demotivated. That they're like, oh God, God, I can't score. I have to do so much more. Like, like what Colin, like what Colin Saxon does, right? Like when he was playing as a Cavs, like he wanted to win. Like you could see it. Like it's not like he's not fucking around. Hmm. Like uh, he wasn't like playing ass to the, you know, not ass. Yeah, he was not. Yeah. Balls to the ass defense. He wasn't playing that, but there was that drive to win. And I think that kind of is just like. because people one is people are creating super teams so once you create a super team everyone else demotivated because they like, how will they even win against them and then the people that have created the super teams they're just like ambling around doing whatever the hell they want to do and so it's just the competitiveness of the league i think the talent is there but the competitiveness is really really bad at this point in my opinion and this is because i've been watching all shitty games <laughs> one I mean, it's a small point that I wanted to talk about, but uh, the Hornets coach, James Borrego, he called the Lamelo Ball a turnover machine. He's like, this guy turns over the ball five times in 16 minutes. I can't give him a starter minutes. He has to come off the bench and all that. And Lamelo is like, oh, Michael Jordan didn't come off the bench. Uh, see, I have no problem in a coach saying that you know this guy needs yeah. to come off the bench, and you know that's it's it's a role you have to accept it. You should uh, even when you're playing NBA 2K player mode, my career mode, you start off from the bench and then you. give more minutes uh, you play better you do better things and then you come off but uh, a coach calling his uh, i mean his rookie a rookie right like a 16 year old rookie straight out of high school straight coming to the nba calling him a turnover machine it's uh, uh, I-, i think why you've talked about this point about you having a really bad coach in college and that really demotivated you and you didn't really feel like playing anymore uh, is is that a fair assessment of this uh, situation according to you I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I think that uh, the coach of the Hornets, who is he? Uh, James Borrego. I mean, I don't know who he is. Exactly. That's my point. You know, if the same thing Doc Rivers said, I'm going to shut up. Mm. Like, you know, to, to say something, to say something so publicly, you need yeah. to have the authority to say. I mean, he's the coach. He has the authority. No, you have to have like the authority, right? Like, oh, like G4 classification. Yeah, G4 like if Popovich says you know Tim Duncan is playing horrible, he's not rebounding, he's not. Who's gonna? No one's gonna have any problem with it. It's Popovich. 
No, but what about the player who's, who has to hear it? You think that player will be a little demotivated? It depends if, he's do, if it, it's actually what he's doing. Because I mean, like Lamelo has, uh, like, he's not, you know, amazing player and all that, but he's played with a lot of confidence. Like, he is not scared of taking shots. He's not scared of fancy so, passing and all that. Like, he's not so, scared so of the I, situation. So, I'll tell you what the issue is, right? So, the issue is that even if even in the Golden State Warriors, hmm. James Wiseman is not starting anymore. Hmm. Right? Um, and I think that this the reason is that these coaches have realized that and I'm also noticing is that the newer generation of players, they don't really want to play basketball. They want to play for like highlight reels. It's weird. It's like it's the social media generation, right? Mm. So the stuff they do is like, it may be bad for the team or it may be bad for whatever. But till they get like, they get on House of Highlights or they get on ESPN and people are resharing and talking about it. That's all they want. They don't care about that Instagram uh, moment. They want that instant famous, uh, you know, because and maybe that's that's the next next generation, you know, of, of basketball, which is it's pure entertainment. Like there's no basketball involved anymore. Um, and I think, you know, these kids that are coming in, which are 18, 19, mm-hmm. are like what, at least 30, 40 years apart from the coaches. Yeah. And, and coaches they are bigger millionaires than the coaches. Exactly. And the coaches want to win games uh, because they need to keep their job. Mm. So it's you know they either keep their job or they get to do a yeah so, so then the difference is okay is it Lamelo okay is Lamelo okay is it LeBron okay then you make that decision. so I mean my point was not about you know the stature of it's just that you know he's a rookie like publicly calling out a rookie for uh, doing this thing I mean it's not like a team yeah that's not it's not yeah, it's not it's not a good look. It's not like you're not on the cusp of, you know, playoff contention and your team is playing pretty shitty. So, it's not a good look. It's not a good look, but even then, it's fine. But I, I, I find that your, your point about, you know, rookies not very, it's, it's a little dangerous for the uh, league that, you know, if all they want to do is get that Instagram fame, like they get their followers right. And uh, it, it's, it's probably the start of the decline of uh, NBA ratings if that's all they want. I hope it's not true. I know that the... At least, I mean, I hope that the great players will always want to be great. It's just that there are very few great players. Competitiveness is gone. That's that's all I'm saying. Like, it's just, I'm watching these games and they're not competitive. They don't do anything. They just walked on the court, take a shot, walked on the court, take a shot. It's crazy. Okay. Okay. Well, on that uh, disappointing, sad note, we'll uh, end this podcast for today. Uh, Let us know what your picks are for the All-Star Game. Send us to us, uh, tag Ball is Bay Pod. And uh, let us know what it is. We'll share our favorite ones. We've already uh, talked about a couple of them uh, on further weeks. We'll let us know. We, we've also started a new series called This or That. Now check it out on our Instagram. Follow us there. And uh, let us know what is uh, going on. What more do you want from this podcast? Uh, as always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, follow us on wherever you listen to your podcast at. And with that, I think uh, we'll say goodbye for now. We'll catch you again next week. We need to say bye-bye. Bye, everybody.